I'm Shadi Champagne. Welcome to my show. I'm Shadi Champagne. Where we dream and lift each other up. I'm Shadi Champagne. Love is the answer. Grace is the way. We're anchored in hope. The Shade Champagne Show. And we keep the faith, entertainment, education, inspiration. Shade Champagne, Shade Champagne. Welcome to the Shade Champagne Show. Welcome to this extra special episode of the Sade Champagne Show on Grind Hard Radio and 57 WLLE.net Internet Radio, the beat of the city in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm Dave Steidel, and I'm hosting the Grace Made Celebration episode where I'll be interviewing Sade Champagne about her brand new book, out now in paper book and ebook on Amazon. We're coming to you today on our sister's birthday, Sade Champagne, June 4th. It's her birthday. Happy, happy birthday, my sister. I hope you have a blessed day, (laughs) and this is just the beginning of uh, the best day of your life. Mm, Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Sade, what's up, my friend? How you doing? Yay, Dave. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes, absolutely. It's such a pleasure, pleasure, such an honor. Um, You know, I always got your back, and... uh, I, I really enjoyed your book, so I'm excited to, you know, talk about it and uh, help other people understand what's, what it's all about and how, it, how they can uh, be blessed by it as well. Yes, and y'all know, because if you follow me on social media, you know Dave Seidel is not only a dear friend of mine, but he is one of my favorite authors and favorite writers uh-huh. and favorite speakers. So I was like, who yeah. else that I want to have do this than someone who I've been blessed mm-hmm. to be able to read his books before and we're always encouraging each other and cheering each other on. So, Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Shade. You're definitely one of my biggest cheerleaders out there. So uh, always happy to return in favor. Awesome. All right, Dave, so what you got for me? Shade and I, we go to, to the same church, you know, virtual church. We attend the uh, online church at Gospel Revolution Church with Greg Henry. If anybody out there is not familiar, I, we would definitely highly recommend checking them out life-changing uh, service and pastor. Um, at any rate, um, I heard Craig talking about your book, and he was just talking about, you know, how, how much wisdom there is and how humble it, it is to just have the title of your book be called Grace Made, you know, being that we're in a, a world that is so proud of being self-made, you know, to, to be humble and to have the wisdom to say that, you know, you're grace made and to make that the emphasis of this book is uh, – it's just really awesome right off the bat. So I wanted to congratulate mm. you uh, on that. I really think that's a, that's an awesome title for a book, and uh, it's a Thank good place you. to kind of start the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So and it's a it's a great place to start, you know, our conversation. So maybe you want to just talk about you know how you chose the title, what Grace Made means to you, and why you decided to name it this. Mhm. Yeah. Well, for me, it was so important because I always say that. I'm not self-made, you know, like people, they like to look at you and they look at the external things that you can do. They look at the fruit, meaning 
you know, for our listeners, they look at what your actions are. They look at how ambitious you are, how driven you are, et cetera, your motivation, your dreams, whatever it may be. And they look at the outward things and they think to themselves, wow, you must be so strong. You must be so powerful. All these things, they can make assumptions. And they're not negative things that they typically would say. But for me, I always, I think to myself, I know more and more, like, I am who I am today because of the grace of God, you know, and, and through the grace of God with powerful leaders and mentors that he's brought into my life in community. You know, I'm not here by myself. I, I have never been able to do anything by myself, even if it looked like it was me that you saw doing it. I truly believe that God is the strength of my life and has strengthened me to be who I am today and that he's brought amazing people alongside my journey to support me because if not, the way things, um, and at least in my life, I can only speak from my own testimony, the way the cards and things have been dealt and the way, you know, it could have gone in my life, I could not have be, been who I am today, you know, if it wasn't for the grace of God and, and through all the amazing people he's brought in my life. And so that was really important to me as I was thinking about this book and what I wanted to share and having that to be something that we don't have to be ashamed about, you know, like we oftentimes will feel bad because it's like, well, I, I, you know, I want to do, like, I want to feel like I did this on my own or just for myself. And I'm like, well, God didn't create us to feel like we have to live our lives on our own and prove ourselves to people. You know, he created us that we can be able to fully always receive from God and stand in him. And then obviously we can receive from one another and share with one another. So that was important to me uh, when I came up with the title. Amen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the root of it is, is pride, right? And so we all want to have that, that prideful <laughs> moment where we can say mm-hmm. that we did it on our own or we accomplished this and we accomplished mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, like I said, yeah, it just goes back to being being uh, humble and being wise and just recognizing where our talents and our abilities mm-hmm. come from. And it's uh, it's not always easy to remember that, and uh, you know, like I said, in the world that we live in. But um, I've definitely had my struggles with uh, with pride and being able to, to, to be humble and recognize God's grace in my life. So at any rate, you know, I just thought that that was a, a great title for the book. So um, moving on from there, I mean, I guess the next question that I would want to know about is, is the process and, and how the book came about because, um, you know, I've written a few books myself and, you know, the, the first book I wrote, I started it and then stopped for like five years and then picked it back up. And, and it was just such an accomplishment just to, to write my first book, you know, and then the second one just kind of came out of nowhere. And like with boom, 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 within a couple of months, I, you know, had it written and, and, and out on uh, Amazon. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear, you know, about the, the process of writing and self-publishing your first book. I think that was so cool what you said too, Dave, how, with your first book, which I, I love both of your books, but specifically oh, talking you. about your first book, 18 Mile, how you said mm-hmm. that that book you started writing and then you put it down for years. And I think that is right. so relatable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's writings mm-hmm. in my books that are over 10 years old. You know, I've had a dream since I was <laughs> a little girl to be a published author. And you're talking about yeah. from when I, from when those poems and things started being written and quotes and things that God has placed on my heart. You're talking about this book has been over, I want to say almost 16 years in the making, you know, and so it's Mm -hmm. definitely been a long process. And 
a lot of times, you know, I didn't have the time or I didn't feel that I had the time to actually sit and get everything together, and I didn't want to rush through it. And so that was the cool thing that happened during the pandemic, and I know you understand this, is that because mm-hmm. of the fact that I wasn't doing all my book my bookings and I wasn't teaching as often and traveling and on my tours and all this, I actually had time to be able to compile everything together in my book. And I knew that this is how I wanted my first book and maybe even my second one. I don't know. I'm not there yet to my second one, but I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my book was I wanted to be a compilation or a collection of all these different literary works. And so it definitely was a long process, you know, and, and just and staying focused and in the game. And I remember my best friend, Christina Renee Southers, who edited the book, and she was telling me, she's like, I think the time is long overdue for you to come out with your book, and I just really believe there's so many things you already have that you can put it together as a collection, and it will encourage a lot of people. And so I finally, you know, started moving closer to it, but I'm telling you, sometimes it got really discouraging because as you're going through all the process to self-publish the book and getting all the formatting and everything correct, I just would start pushing it off. And I'm like, uh, I can work yeah. a little bit else right now. This is driving me nuts. And so then it was yeah. literally just having to ask God and the Holy Spirit to strengthen me so I could, you know, get to the finish line and, and complete what I, I knew that I desired in my heart to complete and to help me to not get discouraged or become impatient. And God was like, well, it's taken us all this long to write the book. He said, it's okay if it takes us a little bit longer. And so, <laughs> and so it definitely is a process, you know, it, it's, but it's worth it. Yeah. I feel like it's worth it. And it's, um, once again, through his grace. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. And I definitely congratulate you because I know, you know, again, how much of an accomplishment it is just to, to get something out there. Um, not only that, but something that's, you. you know, so deep and, and so uh, thoughtful, you know, the, the time and, emotions and just, you know, you've really popped your heart out on the table here. So um, Jeremy actually, uh, Jeremy Watson said that your your book reads like a playlist of your life and a backstage pass to to the show that has gotten you where you are today. So um, just mm-hmm. to kind of piggyback on the, what we were just talking about, how long did it actually take you to write it and, and bring everything together? Yeah, well, like I said, some of the writings are over 10 years old. You know, some of them are from mm-hmm. five or six years old. And so once um, once I actually knew that I wanted to be able to complete the book this past year, I would say, um, or a couple years ago, I would say, well, I asked Jeremy to write the foreword, was that last year, last June? I think last June. So at least I want to say about a year, maybe even a year and a half, once I had already started compiling a lot of things together in the book. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's been a very long time. And I didn't even want to tell people and give them a heads up that yeah. I was going to be finishing this until it was actually done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you. So did you, like, have put together an outline first, or did you just kind of have all this stuff together and you're like, you know what, I could just put all this together and have a book, or how did it, how did it come about that way? I kind of did. I had a little bit of an outline, which is how I generally do things. I come up with a flexible outline for what I'd like to do, and then I will rearrange as I need to. And so I was thinking, well, how would I like this book to be? I was like, okay, I would like to have a prologue. You know, instead of an introduction, I want to do a prologue. I was like, oh, and I want to do an epilogue. Oh, and I want to have poetry. And so I was thinking about, like, all the different sections in the book, and then even, like, the section other I was like, because I don't know what some of these are, so let's put them in the other section. <laughs> and so um, yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. Like I did have an, and then I was like, oh, and I want to have an illustrator. And 
so I, I want to have, you know, this beautiful cover art. And, and and so that's how I started thinking about it. And I had, so I, had an, I did have an outline, and I came together with, like, a list of all the things I think I would need in order to finish the book and whom I would want to have be involved in it. Right. Cool, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely have to enjoy the process, right? And, and it's always mm-hmm. a journey. So, you know, instead of, instead of trying to rush everything. So um, did you have any sort of timetable in mind or like, you know, were you just kind of uh, saying, hey, you know, uh, since this is some time I have, you know, with uh, with the pandemic and whatever, I want to try to finish it by this time? Or were you just kind of like, hey, mm-hmm. we'll just take it as it comes? Mm-hmm. I wanted to have it out this year for sure. Originally, I wanted yeah. to have it out around February, but child, like I said, as I'm getting to the mm-hmm. the self-publishing process, that's just started pushing it back further and further and further. And I was like, just breathe through it, Shadi. Okay. And then, you know, yeah, I also yeah. recorded an audio book too, so I'm still having to finish up the last bit of formatting and editing for my audio book. Yeah. So I can release that, and I wanted to do it all at the same time, and I and I kind of did. I finished everything that I did with it around the same time because that way, then I don't have to go back and say, oh, now I want to go in the studio and you know record the entire book. So I wanted to have it happen earlier. So um, yeah. so yeah, it's been definitely a process. I wanted to, like I said, some parts of it I wanted to come out sooner, but once again, it came out when it was supposed to, and I'm just glad it's out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Definitely a great time for, for and said it times a good time for a Grace Made book. Amen. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about um, the people that you chose to collaborate with on this one here. You have uh, Christina Renee, as you mentioned. Um, you have Katie mm-hmm. Wild. You have Nicholas mm-hmm. um, Shell, and you have Jeremy A. Watkins. Why did you choose mm-hmm. to, to work with those four people? Well, like we said, with Christina Renee, she is my longest best friend outside of Jesus. Like, Christina and I have been best friends since, mm-hmm. like, the day. We've known each other since the day of MySpace. So I think, like, 2007 oh, wow. when we met on MySpace. And then I yeah, remember her telling me she just felt, <laughs> yes, she just felt in her heart. That we was a MySpace superstar, by the way, for, for, for those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little something-something. And, so uh, and Christina was pretty popular on there, too. And so she, she's like, I just feel like we're supposed to be friends. And we started connecting on there, and she wanted to move to Southern California. And so she was asking me a lot about it. And so we just ended up staying in contact over all these years. And she's also like my right-hand girl. So she gives me lots of great ideas about things. And a lot of times I take our ideas, sometimes I put them in my back pocket for later, but like 99.99%, if not 100% of the time, she's right. And so this is one of those ideas that she had given me and told me about. And like I said, she is so massively skilled in many different things, including editing. And so she was like, I'd love to edit your book for you. So I thought, who else better to have than the person who inspired me and encouraged me to write this book? And my longest best friend ever. ever. And so that's for Christina Renee. And then for Caden, Caden is a very dear friend of mine. I call him, we're like family, like friends and family, like you and me, Dave. We're like family. And so um, with Caden, he is a phenomenal illustration, digital art, and graphic design, all of those things. And so I just thought to myself, I would love to have him. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you did he the cover art. That and... cover for you. I really like that cover. 
thank you. Yes, so Caden did the cover art and the back cover art. And so he just was like, I want to help to really, like, capture the essence of who you are and what you share. And so he's just been a great encouragement to me. And so I knew he would be the perfect person to help bring it about, and he's so creative. And then Nicolette, she's the one who did the photography and my makeup that inspired the cover art. So for my birthday last year, part of my photo shoot was a butterfly photo shoot because that's, like, what I believe that I am and and what I've carried with me in my spirit. And so Nicolette did that makeup for me, and we did – and this particular photo that, that Kaden used as inspiration was from the photo shoot. And so I'm so thankful to Nicolette. She's just also been a huge encouragement and inspiration to me. And then Jeremy – he is like my ace, like on my my A team. He's been such a huge blessing, yeah. best friend, and such an encouragement. And he also is one of my most favorite writers in the world, like one of my top three favorite speakers in the world and communicators and just a huge blessing in many, many ways, content creator and just who he is as a human being. And he's been a great encouragement to me and gives me lots of ideas. And so he had had me write the forward for his book last year, for, or the year before last, 2019, time is zooming by day. So, like, 2019, right. before it came out last year, I wrote the forward for his amazing book, Home. Y'all go and get that on Amazon. And so as my book was coming out, I or was thinking about, you know, working on my first book and bringing it together, I was like, I'd love for Jeremy to write it because he's one of my, he's if not my, one of my greatest, he is my greatest testimony of seeing you know, someone's life being transformed by the grace of God, like he is grace made. And so I remember when I asked him, we were talking on the phone one time, and I asked him if he would write the foreword for my book. And he was like speechless for a few minutes. And he just was like, are you kidding me? He was like, of course I want to. And he just was like so excited and celebrating. And so I was very thankful to have his beautiful writing and his heart in my book as well. So I just like these four people right here. That's what I'm talking mm. about. <laughs> yeah, you got some. You're surrounded by some really good people there, so uh, I'm happy for you. Especially because I, I know Jeremy, um, and I follow him on on social media. He shares some really some really good stuff on social media. Do you know what his uh, accounts are offhand, or do you want to maybe put those in the show notes or something? Sure. Yes. For Jeremy's social media. Social media are Jeremy A. Watkins. So you can look him up, Jeremy A. Watkins, on Facebook on. Instagram, and those are the two best places to reach him. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will be blessed. Go ahead and follow him, my brother Jeremy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you guys can uh, can tell, it's definitely quite a process in how this thing all, all came together. Um, any words of encouragement uh, and wisdom for, for other aspiring writers and authors out there, Sade? Yes, uh, I would say that don't put yourself on this crazy timeline of when you need to get things done. I'm not saying that timelines aren't good, but just make sure it's flexible. You know, because I love what Dave said at the beginning of this show. He started his first book, 18 Mile, and then put it down for, like, years. And then with his second book, he just happened to write that one super fast. So I just think it's important to not put such a rigid timeline on yourself. I had one of my friends, and I mentor her, and she'll know when she's listening to this who I'm talking about. She'll know it's her. But she literally gave herself a deadline of writing her first book in six months. She's never written a book before. She doesn't even write blogs. She doesn't even write journal entries. And she wanted to give herself. She had all this pressure on herself, Dave, to finish her first book in six months. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and it actually goes with it goes with one of the quotes that you have in your book here. Um, let me see if I can pull it up because I was going to read it because I, I, I wanted to make sure I get it right. Many times we underestimate what we can do in the long term and overestimate what we can do in the short term, right? So, like, mm. you know, that goes to the second part of that. You know, we overestimate what we can do in the short term, and then um, because of that, we don't even accomplish so much more that we could in the long term because we just we just give up and, and think that, okay, you know, I can do this in mm-hmm. this amount of time. And when, when, yeah, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely yeah. wisdom to not do that. <laughs> yes, and so I would say that, if you are going to give yourself, like, a lot of, like, goals and, and, and things you're excited about that you want to do, I would say to, and you want to do it in a short period of time, I would say to look at that as if there's a big chance you won't accomplish all of those things, but even if you accomplish some of them, then you should be proud and excited about that, even if it's only one or two things. Because I always say it's better to believe and dream for the best and receive some of that than believe and dream for nothing and receive all of nothing, you know? And so I think right. that's fine if you're going to, if you're going to have like these, a lot of dreams and a lot of things you want to do in a short period of time, but without getting upset with yourself or acting surprised if you don't do all those things you wanted to in that short period of time. So that was, I would say would be the most important thing. And then secondly, just write. You know, write about what you're passionate about, write about what it is you desire to share, and don't compare yourself to other people. Don't look at other people's stories um, to try to tell your own story. You know, um, just you tell the story that God has placed in your heart and realize that that's the most important thing as an author. One of my favorite quotes says that, you know, most authors' books existed in their heart long before we ever saw it on a page. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. are the things that I would tell someone. Yeah, amen. And, you know, again, just to piggyback on that, you know, from my experience, when I started my blog, I didn't really, you know, have in mind that I would be making a book out of the, the entries or that I would even, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't sure how long that I was going to be doing it for. But even if, you know, I, I knew that at that point, if even if nobody read it and, and, and nobody else, you know, commented or liked it or got anything out of it, it was at, at the very least therapeutic for myself right, to, to get those thoughts out and to write some of that stuff and to, to be studying. But, you know, uh, mm-hmm. again, just to, like, speak to other maybe uh, aspiring authors or writers, you know, just like, like Shada said, just, just write. You know, it's, it's a good thing just to journal and just to get things out of your system, and, and maybe you can see it on, on uh, your computer, on paper, if you write it out by hand. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits just to that. And then, you know, without the pressure of having to say, I want to write a book and this is my end goal, you know, just write, just write. And then, you know, stuff will come about out of that. So that's, that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. I 100% you know I mean? agree, you know I mean? Dave. That's so good. Yeah. Amen. So um, I want to wrap up here by just maybe highlighting a few of my favorite parts of the book, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. Um, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. So there was uh, a lot of these, uh, the poems that you put in there. Um, and I like that a lot of them are really just kind of quick hitters. I mean, they're easy to read, but they're deep, you know, it, you know, cause when I first started reading, I was like, Oh, it's only, you know, it's this long and you know, there's some page, there's some poems here and there's some quotes here. And I figured it was, mm-hmm. I would just breeze through it, but I was, I found myself just sitting there like, damn, that's, that's good. <laughs> you know. And then you just kind of, mm-hmm. I just kind of drift off into some other uh, stuff, you know, where, where I feel like maybe God's taking me about a certain thing. But mm. at any rate, um, yeah, wow. I mean, I really loved, 
love the poems and the quotes. I mean, because it's, you know, it's hard to come up with a quote. I, you know, I don't think that you were like trying to even maybe come up with some of these quotes. They're just things that kind of came to you and you wrote them down. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but um, mm-hmm, it, it's hard to get correct. like and original. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, because one of my friends, she's a part of our church um, as well, Tiffany, and, and she is a published author as well. And Tiffany was saying, she's like, she did a video review on my book on Facebook Live on her author page, and she was like, she goes, I'm sure if I sat, sat down with God, he could help me to come up with some quotes. She's like, but, man, <laughs> I don't know if I can come up with some quotes like Sade Champagne did. <laughs> and I was like, it's literally yeah. God bringing those quotes to me, and I'm always writing them down on my phone and with notes and, and things. Right. And when it comes to me, I put them in my notepad. And so I just thought it was funny. I wasn't yeah. trying to come up with quotes. Those literally just Holy Spirit inspired. <laughs> exactly. That's the epitome of grace made. So I was going to say the same thing with me sometimes. Like, I'll get this revelation and I'll put it down in a quote, and then, like, I'll find out, you know, somebody else already said something very similar, if not the same. You know, it's like I came to the revelation myself, but it's like it's hard to even come up with, with original quotes that, like, somebody hasn't said something along the, the very similar lines. But these are all original, mm. these are all uh, unique and mm-hmm. very good. So I was, I was very, very blessed by them. So. I'll go ahead and, and read uh, a few poems here, and then I uh, have like four or five quotes that I wanted to, to read just to give people a little bit of, uh, uh, of a glimpse of what's inside your book. So the first one was The God of the Bottom. I really, uh, you know, this one really hit me because of a lot of things uh, that are going on personally, but, but also just in the world, and um, I, I just felt like it was a great reminder. So I'll, I'll just read this one real quick. The God of the Bottom. God is at the bottom. There is not a place in the universe where his love cannot reach. There is not a second of existence that escapes his persistent grasp. He is ever-present while also reaching into the past and all around the universe, bringing everything and everyone together. He has made a place for you in the future. He will go anywhere at any and every time to help you. He will never grow weary of saving you and comforting you. It pleases God to make you happy. He delights in comforting you. He is an eternal safe place for the whole world to shine and hide all at the same time. His everlasting arms are under you. He is a shelter where all can rest. So that's the God of the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to read the ones, which is on page 24 for anybody who might want to follow along or have it handy. This one spoke to mm-hmm. me because I believe you're sp- this one you're speaking to the entrepreneurs out there, Chris. Mm-hmm. It was one of the people you were targeting here. but So I'll read this one real quick as well. For mm-hmm. the ones. This one is for all my creators, producers, innovators, directors, inventors, and entrepreneurs, every dreamer and visionary, the ones who are going against the grain and refusing to follow the status quo, the ones who are misunderstood and outcast, the ones who dream while sleeping and dream while we are awake, even the ones who live in fear, unsure of what to do and say, never wanting to step on anyone's toes or make a stir. I'm talking to you. This is for the ones who can no longer fit in a box, who see beyond the moment and limitations of today, who create their own blueprints, who can squeeze dollars out of 25 cents, the ones who maximize their resources and connections, who believe in themselves and know what they bring to the table, to the ones still trying to figure it out and gain confidence, I'm talking to you, to the ones who believe in second chances and starting over, to the ones who believe in using what's in their hands today, to the ones who believe in resurrecting old dreams and creating new ones, to the ones who don't wait for open doors. We create our own doors and help others to do the same. To the heartbroken dreamer, I'm talking to you. There is no stupid idea. Write it down. Your dreams are not dead. You are not dead. 
A book first exists within an author's heart long before it is ever written down and published for all to see. Even if we quote unquote fail, we will learn so much along the way and be thankful that at least we tried. We will create a new path and open doors for those coming behind us. So either way, we win. You are mighty and strong. You are full of purpose. Rise up and stand together. We can lean on one another. I believe in you. Dream on, my beautiful dreamers. Yay! That was good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Mm. So, yeah, and then I had like five quotes I picked out real quick here. Okay. Let me just read some of these. So this is the first quote I picked out. Teaching people that God will give will only give to them if they give first creates anxiety, paranoia, and lack of trust in the heart. It robs us of generosity because now we are only giving with an ulterior motive. It takes the fun and joy of sharing with others. Life with God is not a business deal. So it was a little um, wordy there in the beginning. I'm sorry I stumbled over it, but uh, the point is, you know, the, the last one here really spoke to me. Life with God is not a business deal, and this is something that you and I talk about you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's a big deal. I mean, I mean, money is, is definitely an issue for a lot of people and um, understanding mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't have to give, you know, it's, we're not obligated to give, um, you know, it robs us of being generous and, and uh, those ulterior motives can really just crush uh, actual real relationships. So um, it's a, it's a big mm-hmm. thing that, uh, you know, we, pro- we don't have time to go into all today, but it's just something to really mm-hmm. uh, maybe plant the seeds for people and, and maybe we can, uh, you know, start some conversations from there. But I really love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, another one here, living to prove people wrong is a low quality of life. No one should have that type of power over you. And I experienced mm-hmm. that for a long time in my life. So I hope people uh, mm-hmm. get that out of your book and out of your, um, you know, just uh, everything that you do in your ministry as far as, uh, you know, mm-hmm. living to prove mm-hmm. people wrong is uh, mm-hmm. uh, a pandemic in and of itself we, you know, we have in our society mm-hmm. today, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was really good. Um, wow. Another quirky one, yeah, another good one that I liked here, you said, better to be weird and happy than normal and miserable. <laughs> and that one that spoke <laughs> to me because when I, when I was growing up, my, uh, well, I don't want to, I should say people in my life would tell me that I wasn't normal. And so I always mm-hmm. kind of... Um, made an effort to try to be normal, to try to fit in. And now, like, mm-hmm. as I'm growing in life, I'm seeing, like, that's totally not me. Like, I totally don't like mm-hmm. being part of the mainstream things and just going with the flow and, um, you know, trying to fit in with what everybody else is doing. So that just totally went mm-hmm. against, you know, who I really am. So um, even though that, mm-hmm. that's just a short little quote, but that's, there's there's a lot of wisdom and that's a deep quote. So I, that one really wow. spoke to me. Yeah, yeah, and I love the fact, too, Dave, that you are weird and happy. That's one of the things that <laughs> I think drew that, that's one of the things I think that connected us and drew me to you. Yeah. Is just with that joy yeah. and that wonderful spirit that you have and just the how you think and how you live. I just think it's so cool. So keep being you, my friend, because who you are is so good. Oh, thank you so much. You you do the same. Thank so, you. Uh, yes. Yeah, a couple more here. Um don't believe everything you think. If it doesn't bring you peace, joy, kindness, confidence, hope, God's very quality of life, it's not from God. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. I just, that's what I said as soon as I, uh, and I think uh, our, our, uh, our pastor Greg um, said something along those lines, you know, as far as don't believe everything you think. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's, 
that's deep when you think about it. It's like, oh, okay, you know, not everything that I think is is coming from, you know, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. a certain source that we might think it's coming from. It might be coming from other sources or not good sources, so we need to kind of process and filter it through and not just, you know, say, oh, you know, this came to my head, so I'm going to act on it right away and think about this. Like, yeah, we have to have to let ourselves process and filter through it. Right, and that reminds me, too, I would like to share really quick one of my favorite, um, I think it's in the journal entries that I wrote. Let me see, because when you were saying that, it just really reminded me of when I think that's so huge, like you said, about not believing everything that we think. Mm-hmm. Help me to see past the hurt. Help me to see past the fear. Help me when words don't seem to be enough or I don't know what or how to say it. Help me when the brick walls seem to readily rise up around my heart. Help me when I feel triggered. And then this part right here. Help me when my mind is coming to conclusions that don't align with my belief system. Help me when I don't know the answers. And that's on page 84 and the other section. Mm. So I think that is so cool, mm-hmm. like how you said, not believing everything we think. And then so in those times, sometimes all you can say, the most powerful prayer is help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and that leads me to the last thing that I wanted to to read here is um, I wanted to read one of your journal entries called "Heal the Sadness and Pain," which kind of goes along mm-hmm. those same lines. But I, I just mm-hmm. thought this was so transparent of you to just really put this out here, out there, and it actually helps me because, you know, there's there's times where you know I, I'm trying to talk with God about something, and I just I can't even it to words it's like god you know what's going on and you know what, mm-hmm. what i'm feeling right now but but it also helps us when we can put some words to it and i think you really put some words to some of the things that i've been trying to say um but just mm-hmm. haven't haven't been able to so i wanted to read that real quick and um because uh, i mm-hmm. thought this was really good here so this is the one called heal the, the sadness and pain god please heal me of the sadness in my heart of not going up with the father and being part of a fragmented family the only father I knew loved drugs and addiction more than his family. My mother did the best she could, but she was loving me from an empty well. Tonight, the pain is pressing in on me. It's hard to talk about, and some days it hurts more than others. Subconsciously, talk to hide and get over it, and to just be grateful to be alive, because I was a surprise. But don't you dare talk about it or stand up and air it out. In fear of shaming your family or seeming unappreciative, so the shame transfers over to me. And we suffer in silence, but you can only hide for so long. The pain and trauma within will always manifest somehow. God, time will come when I, when I have to choose to live for you and for me, not for the people around me. I know I wasn't a surprise to you, and there is no pain too deep. There is no heartache too strong that you cannot feel and heal. Amen. So that was good. I mean, mm-hmm. you just plopping your heart out on, the, on the table there and just talking to God and saying, hey, this is what it is mm-hmm. right now, and that's what I, I think, you know, people can really take away from a lot of these is just, you know, you can just bring your actual real feelings to God. You don't have to hide mm-hmm. things and, and act like, you know, you have to be ashamed of it or whatever. He already knows, and he's not, uh, he's not mm-hmm. uh, you know, about condemning you and making you feel bad about these things. Yeah, and I just want to give a shout-out encouragement and thanks to our big bro, Greg Henry, because I remember this yeah. was like September 2018 when I had my first counseling session with him, and I really felt like, uh, you know, I was had just finished dating someone briefly, and I felt like just all this pain and hurt that were rising up in my heart, 
And I ended up, you know, I was to that point where the, you know, really wanted to reach out to someone. And Greg was like the first person of my mentors who had reached out to me and was like, yeah, we can talk tomorrow. And so it just was so powerful because we were talking and he was telling me in this conversation as I'm just pouring out my heart. And this was like really new for me to do this, especially because yes, Greg and I were close, but I just was not used to opening up about these different things from my life. And so uh, mm-hmm. I remember him telling me towards the end of our call, and he was like, Sade, he's like, the time is going to come where you're going to open your heart and share about these things, and you're going to realize there's so many people who can relate to you and who can identify with you and your story. He's like, it's going to blow your mind. He's like, and it's not only going to be healing for you, but it's going to be healing for so many people. And as he's telling me this at the time, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know, Sade, it's hard. He goes, but I'm telling you, he goes, he goes, I know that you're on the right track and what God is doing to you. He goes, sometimes we may think that we're in so much pain, but, re- and, you know, and I'm not saying there's not any sorrow and pain happening. He goes, but you're really on the road to experiencing some phenomenal healing and transformation in your life with God. And it's just, it can hurt at times. And so it just was really powerful. And so I credit him as just one of my greatest inspirations and encouragements in my life and obviously one of my biggest supporters and so as I think about some of the stuff that I put within the book, I'm just like, oh, Lord, I can't believe I shared all this stuff. But I just <laughs> getting so many testimonies from people of telling me, like, how much this speaks to them and how they literally read my book in a day or, like, they're buying copies for other family members and loved ones and how much it's blessing them. And I was like, all right, then, I guess God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just think that's really yeah. funny and how you were, like, saying how open I was in a lot of these things. So. Yeah. And I can relate. I mean, and I've had, you know, my own sessions with Greg and, and had the same type of experience. So, I, you know, I'd highly recommend him. Where can people find uh, find Greg online? Yes. Yeah, so the best place for them to go to is go to gospelrevolutionchurch.com. And then also you can look up Gospel Revolution Church on Facebook. We would definitely first encourage you just start with watching the messages, watching messages yeah. from Greg Henry and from Denise Henry will be such a blessing. Also, Dave yep. has tons of inspirational messages. I'm just plugging you, Dave, because oh. you know, that's just how I do. Oh, thank Dave you. has tons of <laughs> um, inspirational and grace-filled messages um, in his books as well, you know, 18 Mile and also The One Thing You Need to Know About God. Those books by Dave are just thebomb.com. I'm going to actually bring him back on um, later on for another episode where we're going to talk about his new book and all that good stuff. But I think those are really yeah. wonderful resources that will be a blessing to everyone who's listening. Oh, thanks so much, Shade. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, so I think that wraps it up. Anything else you want to uh, to add or talk about? I think you pretty much covered it, Dave. I want to thank you so right. much for hosting this special episode of the Sade Champagne Show. I'm so thankful for your support and for your friendship. I'm so thankful to every single person who has been buying my book. You've been buying many copies. You've been buying a copy. I'm just so grateful to every single person. I didn't have any expectations in my mind of what I was looking for. I just was thankful to be able to release this and um, and just see whatever God wanted to do. And I'm just thankful. You know, you say you just live from the passion in your heart and leave the results up to God. But um, so I'm just very thankful for that and, and for this special episode, Dave, and let everyone know how they can stay updated with your happenings and get your books and listen to your grace-filled messages, all that good stuff. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. So um, the website that I kind of do my ministry stuff from is called GodNeedsNewPR.com. Um, so you can follow my social media there. And then my books, you can get them on Amazon. Uh, as Shadi mentioned, 18 Mile and The One Thing You Need to Know About God. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Shade Champagne Show. You're on my actual birthday. Woohoo! My 34th birthday. Mm-hmm. 34 and rocking it every year that I get to live is a true blessing. So I'm going to represent every year and not try to act like I'm younger than what I am. I just happen to look amazing because of the grace of God. And so I want to thank you all so much for tuning in on Grind Hard Radio and 57WLLE.net, Internet Radio, The Beat of the City, and Raleigh, North Carolina. I will be back soon for a brand new episode, and thank you all for your support. I'm Shadi Champagne. Welcome to my show. I'm Shadi Champagne. Where we dream and lift each other up. I'm Shadi Champagne. Love is the answer. Grace is the way. Keep the faith, entertainment.